The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Landing page optimization expert Tim Ash is here to show you what it takes to create optimal landing pages. LPO brings you detailed case studies, opinions, and analysis from the leaders of landing page optimization. Now here's your host, Tim Ash. Welcome back, loyal listeners. This is your host, Tim Ash, with LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And as the chairperson of Conversion Conference, I have the pleasure of, kind of moving the industry forward, uh, you know, having a place for all conversion optimizers to gather. We've had 26 shows around the world over the last six years. And I remember an attendee at one of my shows who at our last Las Vegas show was actually a presenter. So she was just getting into the industry a few years ago, and now she's a speaker. I want to welcome uh, Teresa Bayako, the founder of Conversion Max. Teresa, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Tim. Excited to be here. Yeah, so it's uh, been quite an odyssey from, gee, what is this conversion rate optimization stuff to I'm now making a living and running an agency doing it. (laughs) Absolutely. I think it's a a growth and sophistication that a lot of marketers find where they think, first, I just have to build a website and I'll be great. And then I think, if I just drive traffic to the website, I'll be successful. And then this is big awakening that, you know what, you actually have to convert the people who come to your website. Right. So what was your personal odyssey like uh, when you first were exposed to conversion conference and conversion rate optimization? Well, yeah, I'm embarrassed to say that I actually started off in like 2007 doing SEO and, you know, thinking... Nothing wrong with that. Not that there's (laughs) Seinfeld would say. Yeah, I know know a lot of people started that way, but I think we grow and and evolve in figuring out that, again, all the traffic in the world doesn't matter. We had a client that year over year, we were helping to increase the quality and the quantity of traffic using PPC and SEO. And year after year, though, his revenues were declining. And and then my partner and husband, uh, Richard, had the bright idea of going through his shopping cart and actually got kicked out of the shopping cart. He had this big continue button that above it was small text that said um, uh, empty shopping cart and then big continue button. (laughs) So people were thinking they were continuing with the process and they're actually continuing to empty their shopping cart. And that was a huge (laughs) aha moment for us that, you know what, maybe you need to work on the site. uh, Which presupposes, uh, well, which begs the question rather of why the hell you'd ever have an empty your cart button? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that's that's a uh, from a usability standpoint, that's a rather odd convenience feature to add to your checkout. Right, right, yeah. yeah. So, needless to say, we said, you know, I think we can help our customers a whole lot more if we figure out how to get their sites to convert. So, of course, we read your book. We read a lot of, you know, Eisenberg went through a lot of that training and went to Conversion Conference a couple of years ago and have really specialized. I went back, got a master's degree in marketing, said, you know what, I am going to jump into this 100%. And it has been so much more valuable to be able to help our clients get better results by getting their traffic to convert. 
Yeah, so the, you know, the, and I guess we're so busy working on our businesses and retrofitting the latest technologies. You know, this week it's responsive this, next week it's social media that. You know, what do you think are the important threads in, in conversion rate optimization these days? Well, you know, the technology is so fun, and that's what draws a lot of people to this. And it's great, and I, I love the technology and the software and finding new tools. But I think that there's a little bit of danger that people get attracted to that, and they think that that's all that they need. And they skip some of the basics, some of the marketing fundamentals. Some things that are never going to change are you absolutely have to know who your market is. You absolutely have to know your competitors inside and out. And you have to know what makes you better. You have to know why your target market should choose you instead of your competitors, and you have to articulate that to them on your website. Okay, so let's tackle each of those. I mean, you, you talked about you know, you're knowing your target market, understanding the competitor and the environment, and then basically you're saying positioning within that and having your kind of unique selling proposition or buying proposition, depending on which side of it you're looking at. Right. All right, so let's. So, how, well, you know, what are some of these fundamentals? Let's talk about kind of the mistakes that people make in each of them. Not understanding your your target market. I mean, how have you seen that manifested? So, here are driving SEO and PPC and affiliate traffic. Uh, what's wrong with that? Right. Well, I think what too many websites do is they think about everything that they offer. They just kind of blurt out, "This is how great we are. These are all of our products, all of our services." And if we just kind of convey everything that we do, all the features and benefits, then everybody's going to love us. And that's a huge mistake. You have to actually define who is the right person, attract the right person, and then repel everybody else. And when okay, I even that, say that's, that, that's, yeah, I mean that's that's a concept that I talk about as well. You know, like in the in a typical presidential election, say you know the, the the left and the right have their minds made up, and there's a few undecided voters in a few swing counties and a few swing states, and they're the only ones that matter. And the uh, the candidates should be only talking to them, and basically because everybody else is just going to be turned off or totally agree with their message, but they've already made up their minds, so it doesn't matter. That's a great <laughs> metaphor. Yeah, putting it in terms of. Uh, candidates. I hadn't thought of it that way, but that's exactly right because there, there's a certain population that's never going to buy from you. And don't waste your resources. Don't waste your salespeople's time. Don't waste anything trying to convince people who are never going to buy from you. And like you said, the people who are already going to buy from you, that's great. You know, you don't have to do any more convincing, but it's those no, ones. There's, in fact, there are some people that will walk on broken glass to get to what you want. Sure. Absolutely. To what you have to offer them, you know, but, uh, but then there's the ones that are like, yeah, maybe. Right. <laughs> and so that's who you have to define. And you have to say, who are these people? What is their problem? What problem are they trying to solve? And how can I position myself as the solution to their problem or their need or their desire or whatever it is? And we have to get inside their head and speak to them. So if you try and be everything to everybody, you're going to be nothing to nobody. And I've heard it compared to writing a love letter and addressing it to whom it may concern. Right, and that's yeah. what so many websites do is they just kind of blurt out all this great stuff about themselves, and they're talking to nobody. Okay, well, there's there's two issues there. One is not really focusing tightly enough on who your target market is, and that means starting to exclude people. And then the other thing is does this kind of using talking, like you say, about themselves. That's another very very common problem because uh, as companies we like to say here's our crap and here's how we <laughs> organize our crap and this is why you should buy our crap and really like you said starting with people and the problems they have and the needs that they're coming to their their intentions is is at the at the heart of user-centered design and conversion i would say 
Absolutely. And really, the only place that you should talk about yourself, your company name, we, us, is on the About Us page. You know, your, your headline on your landing page is your homepage. So don't say, we do this and we offer blah, blah, blah. It should be, this is what you, as the end user, the customer, are going to gain from working with us. Okay, so how do you go about, how tightly do you, would you segment and how, what's the process of, of defining your, your market segments? Process is the absolute right word. It is a process. It's not just kind of thinking, oh, I would like to get a certain demographic. Demographic isn't enough. It doesn't matter really the age, income level, etc. of your customers. What you want to think of is their needs. So what are the problems that these people are trying to solve? And the process that I use starts with really interviewing customers interviewing salespeople of my clients, the people who are talking to, or customer service reps, people who are talking directly to the customers. If possible, I also love to interview customers of my clients' competitors. So for example, I recently uh, did some work on the SpyFu new website. And luckily, because being in this industry, I have a lot of contacts of SEOs and pay-per-click specialists. And so a lot of people that I interviewed actually are customers of SEM Rush. So I was able to figure out why people choose the competitor SEM Rush or Espionage and why then people choose SpyFu and why they should choose SpyFu. So if you can also interview customers of your competitors, figure out again why, you know, it, it helps you do a SWOT analysis. What are your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, and how to position yourself uniquely compared to your competitors? Okay, well, we'll come back to that. So that's the parts two and three of our journey. So let's come back after the break and talk about the competition. Uh, we'll be back in two minutes after a word from our sponsors. More LPO landing page optimization in just a moment. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis. SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Finding links to improve your rankings in the search engines is time-consuming and frustrating for many of us. The Hoth is the go-to company to help lighten your link-building load. Their white-label SEO was made specifically for agencies, in-house SEOs, and affiliates. The Hoth also offers high-quality custom local citation building to improve search rankings in Google's maps and localized results, providing fulfillment for some of the largest SEO companies in the world. The Hoth offers link and citation building services you can trust. Get $20 in link building or citation building credits free by going to thehoth.com slash radio, T-H-E-H-O-T-H dot com slash radio. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. 
And we're back. This is your host, Tim Ash, with LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And today I'm conducting my interview with Teresa Bayako, the founder of Conversion Max. Uh, Teresa, well, we were talking about you know, marketing fundamentals before the break. So what is, why do your competitors matter? Why should you even look at your competitors? You have to look at your competitors because you have to put yourself in the shoes of your target market. They have a lot of choices out there. And really, competitor is even a broad term. They could be choosing to spend their money on a wide variety of places. So if you skill, if you sell ski vacations, for example, you may think of your competitors as other people who sell ski vacations, but you actually have to think of they could be spending their money on a cruise, right? So a competitor can be, there's very tight competitors and then there's very broad competitors of other places where your market could spend their money. And you have to know how to position yourself as the place where your target market should spend their money. How are you the right choice for what they're looking for today? Okay, so when you know in traditional marketing, you basically we're talking about you know direct competitors, and then there's functional substitutes. So, for example, I can uh, stucco my house, and you know I'll be looking at your stucco company and your competitors, but I can also decide to go with aluminum siding, and that's a functional substitute for doing something to the outside of my house. So they're a, a functional competitor that accomplishes the same end goal, not necessarily by the same means. Right. And sometimes when I ask my clients, who are your competitors? And they say, oh, we're in a niche. We don't really have any competition. I have to stop them right there and say, you do. <laughs> that means that you're lazy. You haven't dug deep enough to figure out where else your target market could be spending your money because there's always other places that they could be spending their money. Yeah. And then within that context, you know, a lot of times we have these people say, well, you know, we're really niche or we have niche brands. I think a, a lot of times you should be saying in e-commerce, I guarantee it, Amazon is your competitor. There's, mm -hmm. there's some that are just, they don't own the particular niche of, gee, buying gourmet pet food online, but I bet they sell gourmet pet food. And when I think of buying anything, I think of Amazon. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's dangerous too. It's, it's hard then to, it's, or that much more important, I should say, to figure out how to position yourself then as why somebody should buy from you versus Amazon when they already have their account set up, their credit card, everything set up at Amazon. You have to be that much more convincing to get people to buy from you then. Yeah, and I think that goes to the power of specialization. The final thing that you mentioned when we started this conversation, which is positioning. Uh, positioning is to basically define what makes you unique and uh, presumably from by extension why they should buy from you as as opposed to your competitors so describe kind of the process of positioning right and this is a very valuable process too that i think a lot of people who just throw a website up don't take the time to think through this of what really are we going to do that's better than anybody else and why should somebody buy from us because they think if we just kind of say hey we offer these products then people will stumble across us and they will buy from us but you have to really convince people why they want to do business with you now rather than put it off until next week because we know when that happens they, it never happens right they don't come back and why they should do business with you as opposed to anybody else so you have to position yourself you have to give people a reason 
to want to buy from you. And to, again, go through, like I said before, the SWOT analysis. What are our strengths? You have to understand what your weaknesses are in order to overcome them. What are the opportunities in the industry? And what are the threats? Who are the uh, competitors who, or even industry changes or regulations, government regulations that could be a threat to us? Okay, so um, you know one of the keys I think to positioning too is to, which also goes to defining your target market, is uh, well you can be everything to everybody, or actually you can't because Amazon's already doing that, or Walmart's <laughs> already doing that in the retail space, or you can be hyper niche. And I think that in order to resonate or to be remembered, you have to stand for something very very specific and laser focused. And so positioning is the process of saying no. It's not like you said on your website, they saying we do this and this and this and this or what I call death by and, right? It's mm-hmm. the opposite of that. It's chopping things away until the essentials remain, even if it doesn't 100% accurately cover everything you might be able to, in theory, do or sell. Absolutely. My husband and, and business partner, Richard Farr, does pay-per-click. And on his website, he is so specific. He actually repels 90, 95% of the people who come through because on his website he says, I only do pay-per-click for companies already spending at least 50 grand a month on AdWords, companies who are lead gen, I won't touch e-commerce, and especially ones who need phone tracking, phone calls. So if you think about how small that is, most people who come to his website don't fit that. But when the right person comes who needs that, they say, holy cow, this guy really matches exactly. He specializes in what I do. And so by repelling 95% of the wrong people, you are going to be that much more attractive to the right people. So first you have to define, though, who are those right people and how can I add the most value? How can I provide the most value to the right people? Yeah, and this can be done in subtle kind of cues. For example, we have a small business and a large business distinction on our homepage. So are you a larger, a mid-sized, a large company or a small company? And we had kind of a minimum for small business. And it used to be kind of under a million dollars a year online and then over a million dollars a year online. And we gently, as our marketing mix has changed and as our credibility has changed over a decade or more, we've now kind of been bumping that up. So now it says, Five million. So small business is how we define it, and it's giving you clues to kind of who you are and whether you're appropriate for us, and, and you know what appropriate services there are for you here. So it could be an evolving thing as well. Absolutely, and and you have to be okay with kind of annoying people. I, I have a client where we put they're in the healthcare industry, and on the form we put, "I'm sorry, we don't accept Medicaid or Medicare." And I've gotten responses where people are saying, "That's not fair. You know, that's not right." Well you know what, that's the truth. <laughs> we don't accept this. There are other places you can go. But if you say that right away and weed people out, you have to be comfortable with some of the backlash. Yeah, and, and there's a, there are companies that have built their whole kind of uh, empire on this notion of serving very, very tight niche markets. I forget what the company's called. Maybe it was maybe even niche commerce. Like that, it was a holding company, and they put up a bunch of these websites for kind of slightly complicated, uncommon, occasional use, expensive items like joggingstrollers.com, I believe is one of their websites. And if you're looking for a jogging stroller, that's not necessarily something that you're going to want to buy bad, you know, just walking into Target. So, so they had the whole universe of jogging strollers, reviews from their experts, peer reviews. So you felt when you got there that this was exactly laser focused on you. And the power of that can't be overstated compared to, you know, like I said, even like REI.com, which happens to carry some jogging strollers. 
Right. And that's not to say that businesses aren't successful who have a wide variety, right? But right. what they have to do in their online marketing then is to segment. So have their ad groups segmented, right, by, by different products or different services, even if they vary, and then have the landing pages that match. So it seems for the user like the experience is very niche and very focused for them. Yeah, or, or another way to say it is if, you know, if you get them to your general site, you should be nichifying them or slicing and dicing them by role or by intent or by interest as soon as you can. Say, which of these four situations describes you best? And then when they go down further into the site, don't ever talk to them about the other three again. Right, right. And by all means, don't have that rotating slider on the home page that says, oh, these are every single, these are all the products you could possibly ever be interested in at any point in your life. Yes. Okay. So if, if you haven't heard me say this at least a dozen times with other guests, rotating banner ads or any kind of home page rotation or landing page rotation are absolutely evil. Don't use them. <laughs> They, uh, they're visual distractions. They're also lazy thinking of just throwing everything in the kitchen sink into those rotating frames. It is lazy. It's, I think it's marketers who can't decide what their unique value proposition is, so they just put everything up there. That's right. And I mean, besides the fact that um, those, those ads are usually very different in format and in calls to action, that they go by too fast, that they take too long and people won't sit through them in sequence, and that they'll trigger our kind of motion detectors in our brain and uh, our threat and survival stuff. For all those reasons, they're bad. But, uh, but I agree, conceptually, the worst of all is just kind of the, the laziness of not thinking through what's essential on your landing page or homepage. Right. And it's a great example of just because a developer can do something does not mean that they should do something. And just because <laughs> your competitors are doing something doesn't right. mean you have to do it. And we'll come back to that. Uh, we're, we're coming up on our last commercial break. And uh, you may think, you know, Teresa is just an articulate online marketer, but she's also a world-traveling daredevil and skydiver. You are nuts to jump out of a working plane, but we'll explore that after the break. More LPO landing page optimization in just a moment. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. AuthorityLabs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access 
to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at box speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Welcome back to LPO, landing page optimization, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. Tim Ash here, back from our last break with LPO, landing page optimization. Uh, this week, my guest is Teresa Bayako, the founder of Conversion Max. Teresa, skydiving, and you actually did this more than once. <laughs> I did. did it the first time when I was 18 years old with a group of people that I worked with. I didn't tell my parents that I was doing it until afterwards. <laughs> I think that they were they were probably relieved that they didn't know that I was about to do it. And then that was in Colorado. And then uh, went to Maine in the fall with the fall foliage. And it was a, a beautiful jump. I mean, after the adrenaline kind of wore off. And once the chute opens, you know, then you're just kind of relaxing, looking around. And yeah, sure. Yeah, relaxing. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, as much as you can. But uh, did it in Portland, Maine, and just saw the pretty colors and had a great time of it. But I have to say, I, I mean, both times I did it tandem, so had somebody who knew what they were doing actually pulling the chute. I think if I had to pull the chute, I would probably have fallen to the ground and bounced. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they have, they do have backup stuff like pressure sensors that'll release the chute anyway. <laughs> But, but still, yeah, I wouldn't even get into that plane. Okay, so let's be real clear about that. Okay, uh, so you know, l- let's let's talk a little bit about kind of uh, bringing this all together. So, uh, what are some tips that you have for diagnosing whether you have these problems of lack of segmentation, not having analyzed your your competitors or your environment, and uh, poor positioning? How do you go about finding this? The first, the most important thing is the mindset. So not thinking that there's a quick fix and that there's just a, a little checklist that you can follow through. It's understanding that it is a process and it's a valuable process that translates to all of your marketing activities. It's offline as well as online. Starting with the, the fundamentals of understanding who these people are, who are your best customers, being okay with repelling and turning off everybody else, all the tire kickers and people who will never buy from you. And then researching, doing your due diligence. Who are the competitors? Where else could my target market be spending their money? And then figuring out how to convince the right people to take the right action with you at the right time. And then, of course, measuring. I haven't even talked about measuring. You can't optimize what you can't measure. So making sure all of your goals are set up in Google Analytics or whatever analytics package you use. Have your micro, your macro conversions, everything defined so you can constantly track and improve. Okay, so let's talk about niche positioning, and you're not a huge agency. Uh, there aren't too many of them in the CRO world anyway, but uh, so, you know, how do you position yourself? Let's, let's see you eat the dog food and walk me through how you've, you've done on your website all the work that we've just discussed. Yeah, I'm glad you asked that, Tim. So I know that we've discussed in the past different, our different opinions on having personas. I'm a big believer 
and going through the process of creating customer personas. But I've taken your advice, too, on expanding them so it's not just a little story of a person, but actually talking about what role are they trying to play today? What tasks are they specifically trying to accomplish when they come to my site? So I've built out my customer personas. Uh, I won't walk you through all of them, but my favorite is a guy called Competent Carl, who is in charge of digital all the digital marketing at maybe a mid-sized company and he's maybe 30 years old he's a real go-getter he's a smart guy and because of that his company throws everything at him so he's in charge of SEO pay-per-click email marketing the website just maintaining it coding design conversion analytics and he is overwhelmed he's bright and he's motivated but that's too much so I love working with this guy Right, So I'm positioning myself as the, the partner, the mentor to this guy, competent Carl. Right, And I can either do the work for you if you want, or I can help to, help to teach you how to do it. So for example, I start my clients off with a conversion audit. That's the first thing that I do. And when I hand it off to them, I say, okay, competent Carl, here are all the problems. They've been identified and prioritized on your site. Now, you're, you can either take this and run with it and run your own A-B tests, or if you need me to do it, I can do it with you. So I position myself as either a mentor or the person who does it for them or as a, a support. Okay, well, so if we're looking at, you said, is I'm, I'm not disagreeing with, I like to say, the term personas is wrong and uh, how it's used from ad agency stuff and filled with unneeded local color is, is the problem that I have. But what you're talking about is... Uh, roles and tasks and understanding market segments and that I'm in complete agreement with. So what you just basically said, you need a digital marketing specialist who's n- or generalist who's not a conversion expert that needs to supplement their either manpower or brain power through using your services. Right. And so so that that right there is you know, is you're not saying, you know, we're going to be agency of record and replace your whole digital marketing department. You're not saying we're also going to do your PPC. It's just like a point solution for extending your CRO capabilities. Absolutely. Yeah. One of my pet peeves is these full service digital agencies that call them that or holistic or something. I, I think that, uh, I mean, some of them do it very well when they bring in experts in all the industries, but I've had way too many of them contact me and say, hey, will you actually be our behind the scenes conversion arm? And here they're marketing themselves as experts in everything, but they're trying to reach out to people who specialize in the various services that they actually offer. And that's always been a tension in any kind of professional services. So if you're out there listening and you're running an online marketing agency, you can either go for share of wallet or niche specialization. And those are both legitimate uh, ways to run an agency. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, like you, prefer to be very, very tightly focused. Unfortunately, Teresa, we are out of time. So thank you so much for being on the show. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And uh, loyal listeners, We'll see you on the flip side. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs. 
Sessions, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of webmasterradio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited.